0: Hello, my name is Asia, like the continent, and you're listening to Musings of a Wino, where I talk about pretty much whatever comes to my mind, all while drinking a glass of wine. Take 84 and a half. I don't know if you can hear that. I, I don't know. Whatever. Forget it. The neighbor dog is barking. I don't know why. Um, hopefully Cheeky won't start barking, but we're back at it Again and there is wine I am actually you know what yeah let's jump into the wine segment because uh I I planned on like I opened the bottle and I was like all right yeah like I'll have a glass like by the time I finish this glass I'll like start recording and then I don't remember what happened but here we are Ooh, what are we drinking now all right, so I am having a Chardonnay, and it is from Central Valley, Chile. And let's see, what's the name of it? Anakena? Ana-kina? Um And I had this for a while. I don't remember where I got it from, but it is from Chile. So you're talking about, like, Central Valley um they do tend to make a lot of when it comes to chardonnays they do tend to make a lot of inexpensive high volume brands so i would um not just based on that knowledge but the knowledge and actually tasting this wine um it's good it's getting the job done i would consider this a porch pounder a porch pounder for those of you that aren't in wine it's basically a wine that um Yes, this is how the rant started. It's a wine that you would have casually with a group of friends and family and you're sitting on the porch drinking wine and enjoying time pass by. Usually if I say a wine is a porch pounder, I am referring to, I mean the sentiment, right? It doesn't matter if you sit on the porch, the front porch, the back porch, in the house, uh, on the corner, uh, the juke joint, not juke joint. Well, yeah, juke joint, um, hole in the wall, whatever, right? It's a wine you can drink casually Any day of the week, it's not so much a thing that you would, you know, consciously pair with food. It's just a wine that gets the job done. That's what a porch pounder is to me. And that's what this Chardonnay is. It's not terribly complex at all. Um, In fact, I actually feel like it's quite a, um, has quite a bit of acidity to it to me. Um, So if you like that or not, and you definitely get some... I'm not, I'm not getting any stone fruit. I was kind of expecting a little bit of stone fruit, but I'm not getting that. I'm getting a little bit of melon. I'm getting some pear. Um, Again, now if I, it, I don't like it in terms of grabbing a Chardonnay. I'm just gonna be real with you. Like, oh, I want a Chardonnay. I probably won't buy this again, consciously buying Chardonnays. I don't remember where the hell I bought it from. But <laughs> um, if I saw it again, I would be like, oh yeah, let me grab that. Um, but you know, I am a Chablis girl and not just because, you know, I like my French wines, but I love Chablis. I've had some Chablis and they've knocked my socks off and you know, it's very hard to impress me. If anything, I have the shit to talk. So, um, that's what I'm drinking. So today's topic is a little controversial depending on your perception of things. I don't know. Why am I giving a disclaimer? I should just jump off and be like smack a hoe. And then just like whoa I don't like violence. What the fuck? You know because everyone's like against violence. And I'm like Cersei Lannister. Like blow the whole fucking thing up. But for real for real for real. Let's talk about. I don't really know who listens to this podcast. Because I do want to give somewhat of a disclaimer about this. Because it is. um, It has a lot to do. It's more of a closed discussion amongst those of the brown persuasion, if you know what I'm saying. So I saw a TikTok of a woman, older woman, um, yeah, grown woman, intents and Purposes. Um, she was black and she was, I guess she works in HR and in whatever company, but she was saying her and her company as HR people or persons hiring candidates, particularly black, that's what she was really talking about um, she judges them, or you are being judged based on your name. Now, um, if you Black, you already know what I'm talking about. You're like, okay, like, whatever, like, you, then what she say. Um, if you aren't, you're like, I do I don't understand. Um, so, wait, let me just play with, no, I don't even fuck her. Um, so, I, it was, it was interesting, because she was just like, you know, call herself giving a tip as to how to go about, and I can't remember what name example she might've given, but I'm just gonna throw out names. Um, It could have been like, your name is Keisha Nicole Smith. She's like, you know, go by K Nicole Smith on your resume. So we won't judge you and actually, you know, look at your resume and consider you as a candidate for the position that is available and that was pretty much the gist of oh and then she kind of said you know oh yeah you know play the role and then once you get in there then you do what you want to do now you know I should have wrote notes on this because it's a lot with that because the notion is as a black person mind you if you're not black you probably like "I, I don't know where you're going with this this is making me nervous um as a black person, you have to, you, it's, it's like that out there. It's like, if you wear your hair natural, and I don't know, I think, I don't know if it's so much like that now, because I feel like the girls are much more liberated compared to when I first entered the workforce, like, I don't know how many years ago, right? Um, back when I was being molested by a massage therapist, but, um, (laughs) you know, like back then, you know, if you wore, matter of fact, the girl that I talked about in the, um, in my, in my last episode, she wore her hair in locks. She was starting her locks. And I remember at some point she was looking for like other jobs and she would wear, um, it's not like now what the girls wear, like the big time lace fronts. Like we didn't know how the hell Beyonce got her hair away. Like back then you knew nothing. All you thought was she was just fucking perfect. And of course she's perfect because Tina knows, now Lawson is like a hairstylist and it just it didn't make no fucking sense. Like why the fuck, like where'd she get her weave at? How come her shit ain't humped up? We didn't know about lace fronts. We didn't know about, um, or the lace closures. We didn't know nothing about none of that shit unless you had somebody that like did hair and knew that shit and knew how to do that shit. So if you had um, more natural hair, natural hairstyles, um, like I said, this person, she had locks. Um, if you, I'm trying to say, if you don't have a relaxer <laughs> um, or you have a funky hair color, and I say funky like Auburn, or I'm trying to think like like a Mary J Blige gold, you know, the stuff that's offensive to the people on the other side, they just like, you know, it just freaks them the fuck out. Um, you would wear like a shake and go wig for the interview. And, and then you, cause you couldn't, um, I remember she actually, before she got her lock started, this particular girl, she actually had her hair, her cousin, and we didn't call it blow like she pressed her hair or whatever. Um, I remember she did go on an interview for that, now that I'm thinking about it. But she, other than that, she was like, when she started her lock, she would just like wear a wig. So that's like a real thing. Some people don't subscribe to that and they may say, I've never done that. And I'm my real self and I'm authentic. And it's like, okay, well, good for you, girl. Um, some of us had to like do whatever. Um, so yeah, you know, it's, it's your, you know, we're very familiar with having to play a certain role in order to just be employed. And it's not even like, everything's not corporate America. We're not, you know, I mean, it's like crazy. I remember, I remember like you couldn't have like a tattoo, like a visible tattoo to work like certain retail jobs. Okay, like a fucking dillards or some shit like that like just bullshit ass jobs you know you have to take your nose piercing out like you have the little you know like i don't know what they call those like the little baby studs look like you have like a diamond like instead of a pimple um you know like you have to take those out now it's like i've had jobs where people my current job is girls i don't say bitches It's bitches with like shaved heads and pink hair and it was this one girl i don't know if she still works for the company since the pandemic um by her own choosing uh like they fired her um she had like I don't even know if to sleep what do you call it a body tattoo like she had like hella fucking tattoos um I'm trying to think of anybody have piercings at my job like at the office I work at but like you can pretty much like I can just I could do whatever I want like it's crazy job before that people uh, one of the girls had well no it was pink at one point and then the next week it was fucking but you know what now that I'm saying it out loud Hold on, let me think about this because those girls were white too. So I wonder if it's like things are becoming more lax, but only for the white girls and boys. You have to really dress a whole nother fucking way just to go to your shitty ass job. Not corporate America job where they're paying you a whole bunch of money, which you should, you know, that still sucks, right? But it it wasn't like that. It was like fucking you you just couldn't be yourself at all It was like you be yourself on the fucking weekends when you punch out and so it's so different now but I do wonder I'm trying to think now who have I seen that's a person of color and like tattoos and shit I mean like visible like on your fucking face and shit I we don't have anyone with like a tattoo on their face but you know what I'm saying like stuff that just did not fucking fly before I know there have been news stories where um gosh you hear so much shit sometimes that we have to go through as black people but you know like the, the, the people the teachers fucking with the kids hair like that's automatic ass whooping first off if you are uh not black and you're listening to this and you got a black friend or a black co-worker don't be just touching on people's fucking hair I'm telling you you gonna catch the wrong one and you're going to get throat chopped. I'm just telling you because I care about you, okay? I don't want to see you get throat chopped. I want you to be educated and aware. Like, don't just do that. We're not a fucking petting zoo, okay? I'm not going to go on a tangent on that. But I'm just saying, I, I know I've had, um, not people want to pet me. Because I already give off kind of the vibe I don't want to be touched. Like, just saying like a general hug. Like, oh, I missed you. Like, you know, I'm not, I don't, I'm an affectionate person. But like on the inside, not on the outside. I don't know why I'm like that. Um, The only person I really hug is like my mom. <laughs> but like no so i think i give off the vibe like don't touch me so i've not had um people uh, friends that were or coworkers that were not black be like i'm gonna touch on you let me touch your hair i've never had that happen to me i'm pretty sure i've had someone want to touch my hair something like that but i've never had someone just automatically go to touch me and shit cuz i was given like the vibe like bitch do not i will like something's gonna happen it's not gonna be good um, but, um, you know, it's just like, you know, the vibe they give off, like, they don't mean any harm, they're, like, genuinely fascinating, like, oh, especially if you get braids, girl, you get some braids, oh my god, you know, they're, and they can't believe, like, how long did it take, and it's like an eternity, bitch, like, go away, my head is still tender, okay, um, but, in my experience they don't mean any harm they're just you know fascinated but it does come off like we're you know we're not at the zoo we're not at the damn aquarium at the pacific like you know you're kind of close to me and this is pre-rona you're close right now so um yeah don't do that don't do that it's weird to us we think you're weird so you know especially if it's like your friend don't don't be the weird friend okay how about that all right cool and I'm, i'm gonna get into that in a second actually but um but no, it, it's, I've heard the news stories where, you know, you get fired or your job doesn't find you professional. Oh, ooh, 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 I wish. Now I know like if you follow me on Instagram at Asia and you watch my stories, I'm like bummy most of the time, but um I try not to be bummy when I'm around other human beings. But I do wear my hair straight. I don't have a relaxer. I do wear it straightened, heat straightened. Um, but I, I, you know, can you imagine if somebody said something like, and ooh, and said some shit and, and tried to, and it made me feel a way about my blackness and my, my curl. Ooh, I, man, I ain't gonna say nothing. Cause when it happens to me, I'm, I'm just anything. I, I don't know if I mentioned this in a previous podcast before the pandemic and this has nothing to do with race at all there was in the women's bathroom on the floor that I worked on it's like it's like a hole in the ceiling or whatever I don't know what the fuck and it was like two things that I was like bitch is this gonna happen is this it is this gonna be my mega millions it's either Someone's gonna be climbing through there and like a maintenance man or whatever being a fucking pervert because from the hole, like the hole's not directly over the stall, but it's like where it's at, you could probably see in like two of the stalls. And it's like, yes, be a pervert and watch me and see what the fuck happens. Or let a piece, just a piece of that fucking, it's not even sheetrock. I don't know what you call that stuff. Let a piece of that fall on me let it fall on me and then you know you know it's gonna if it touch my hair it's gonna be like stuck all in my hair and shit so there's evidence let that shit happen oh my god I just be like you just just fuck around and fuck up on me I'm going to be like, uh, um, what was his name on King of the Hill? Uh, um, he was actually like going out and scamming. Lucky, you know, falling in Walmart. Whose pee was he falling on though? But, um, yeah, let somebody at work say some shit about my hair. Like some, just say some, say the wrong shit. Say the wrong shit. Y'all, huh, huh, huh. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. He'd be on the news for show and it's not going to be cute. Mm hmm. But I've seen the news stories I've seen you know in in, in the um, little girls what was it was there one story where like the teacher cut the little girl's hair like she had it in plaits or whatever or um to me plaits is like you braid it back because it's just like whatever like protective style you just kind of braiding it because the kids are going swimming or something like that um but I actually call like the like black girls little girl hairstyles i call them tweeties because that's what i used to call them when i was a little girl um but i think they the teacher cut her like tweeties off her head or something that was some shit now see that i don't even care about someone you touch my child i don't even have kids i mostly don't like them because they talk they're hungry and shit all the time i don't know what the fuck to do with them like you can't give them wine so what do you do and I'm not watching Frozen or none of that bullshit like you're not doing it so I don't really like kids but I do like them I guess they're all I die. but um but no like you touch my child if I hear you touch my neighbor's child like I'm weak it's gonna be some problems and depending on my mood it's like choose your adventure okay I that was like wild as fuck when I heard that and people taking teachers, taking kids hair down and stuff like don't touch. First off, let's go back like just on GP. Now, one one day, one day, a long time ago, I was like a youth minister. And, um um you know, the Catholic Church is like, you know, they got enough problems. So it's like, we so we have to do all this. um What do you call it? It's mandated. But what is it? And we had to do it was a couple of different things. But like you're a mandated reporter and all that stuff. But anyways, you're it's oh, what is it called? Is it safe environment or whatever the fuck is called? Like you have to go through all this training. And because as a youth minister, you're very likely providing some form of pastoral care. It's like likely um, not with so much small kids. I wasn't dealing with small kids, but like you may be talking to them off in private because they want to tell you some shit especially these damn teenagers teenagers be going through it i'm like what are y'all stressed out about i'm telling you enjoy this shit now because then you have to start paying bills and that's horrible but it's like you're not supposed to like essentially you don't touch the kids like at all it's just best not to fucking touch them and we used to have a thing um because when um we would do like the confirmation retreats like there's a lot of revelations and feel good shit and you want to hug because you're like friends and stuff at this point um because the ministry i was in um i was like one of the old i think i was like the oldest one there at the time but um most of the the leaders were not much older so it was like your big brother big sister right like people in their early twenties kind of thing. And so you're feeling like you want to hug or, you know, just natural, especially cause it's like Christian and churchy and stuff. And after praise and worship or someone's going through something, they're crying because of whatever. And you want to like give them a fucking hug or whatever. Like you really shouldn't have been like, you, we were trained, like you really shouldn't do that shit. If you do hug them, make sure everybody will see that you hugged them. So the hug looks okay and coach and everybody can vouch to that. It was It's like rules that so you just don't fucking touch kids. Um, and we used to do a thing called hand hug and I can't show you how to do it because you can't see me. Um, but we would do hand hugs with the kids because it was like you better not touch them fucking kids, you know? No fucking problems. We um, and I sure didn't. I was older, so I was like really thinking about that kind of shit. Like, ooh, don't touch these children. Um, so just on GP, like why? And I, I'm I'm sure an actual teacher that's spending a whole day with young children probably ends up touching them in some kind of you know way non-sexual way or not inappropriate way but like don't touch the fucking kids unless you have to why are you touching my baby's head like what the fuck okay so all that's to say is I know some wall-ass shit out there okay but I do feel like overall it um you can get away with your blackness in terms of your hair more so than like I said when I entered the workforce I think a lot has relaxed across the board it's still, still some weirdos out there but um but it does depend on what you do you, I definitely would not feel as a black woman um if I were to interview with a law firm I like I said I do wear my hair straightened but I wouldn't feel comfortable wearing my hair in a natural style. Like they already going to be like you black. Like they don't, they don't want you there if you're a white woman. Okay, like broski. Okay, like, so that's, you know, it's still some shit like that being realistic. But like, for the most part, you know, that shouldn't be a factor, but it is. And that's the thing. You have to think about that. What kind of company am I applying for? If I'm applying for a company and you go on the company website or you try to go on their um, LinkedIn or um, um, their Facebook page or whatever the fuck to try to peep game. And, 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 and also like researching a job means something completely different for a black person you you really have to find out how the fuck it's gonna be for you there and so you know we understand as black people we are going to be discriminated against um at first stop our resume with our fucking name okay so it's not new to us like you know do whatever to get in and then do you to the extent that you can do you with that company depending on the culture and the dynamics right like we get that but it it made me feel away watching this video of this chick, this HR um, lady, HR, uh, not representative, what do you want to call it? HR a professional, okay? Because first off, this lady is sitting up here telling us, whoever's watching it, telling the audience, you know, first off, I, this is my thing. I do think, let's say your name is, what was the name I came up with? Was it Keisha? Keisha Nicole Smith, okay? If you come up to them, okay, Nicole Smith, first off, I think, I don't care if you were just just Nicole Smith. I think you're going to be discriminated against because you're a female, like woman. Period. So it's already that. But I'm going. I would wonder, like, why are you putting K Nicole? What the fuck is the K for? Or even if it was a male's name, let's just make it like you know, um, K. Um, what the hell nicholas i don't know why i blanked out on male names nicholas smith it's like why What is? i would think you're probably pretentious as fuck like why what's this K shit why are you you nicholas who's k like which who are you and if i'm an asshole i'm just gonna like throw it away because i made that judgment i made a judgment that you're some pretentious prick right like who do you think you are you're supposed to be begging me for a job like because that's how these jobs act like they want you to beg but um for their shitty ass jobs but anyway um No, like, you know, so I'm like, I don't know. I feel like that almost sets you up more than just being Keisha Nicole Smith. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like, I don't know if that's a setup right there to me because it's going to make them wonder who are you, right? And if you're using your professional email, they could look at you. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like that's a setup anyways, bitch. But let's get to it. This woman that's sitting here telling this fucking, giving this fucking advice, this host sitting up here, with uh I can't remember what her hair looked like and granted like I get on my insta stories looking all kind of rough so I wouldn't make a tiktok rough like nah that that's why y'all don't do no tiktoks first off I'm not funny and clever and I don't even like I can't think of what to do but um like I don't be cute like 90% of the time sitting around my house like you think I just sit around with makeup on like what the fuck like why but um You know, she's just sitting there like butterface and stuff. But this hoe got, and I said hoe, this hoe got on these damn hooker lashes. And you know, I like the lashes. Okay, honey. Now she has on, it looked like she had on actual lash extensions, but she had on the ones. And this is what I don't like about lash extensions. I like them over putting on the strips just because they're already on. That's a whole nother podcast. But some women um, like the more dramatic look, and that's okay, that's fine. But when you don't have on makeup, you be looking wild and crazy as shit. It looks like you have on the back lashes. Like, why are you wearing that? So, because you don't have your bottom lashes done, it's just like hella fucking lashes they're pre-curled, you don't have on a stitch of makeup outside of it, it's like, what the hell is going on, and you know, and then most people be having irritated eyes with them, it's just whatever, so she's sitting up here, and I'm not trying to talk down on her, but it was like, she just was looking a mess, trying to tell other young black persons, you know, uh, male or female, how they should be, so she, persons like her, and persons like her at her company, won't judge them on their blackness, because we judging you, the fuck is this this hoe right here like are you serious right now like that kind of rubbed me the wrong way and a lot of shit like that kind of stuff doesn't rub me wrong, wrong way because I'm like whatever bitch like a lot of stuff I just keep scrolling and I bookmark all kinds of other shit and shenanigans right I just ignore people like that but that like rubbed me the wrong way because you know young people coming up now especially during COVID it's like you know coming out of school the job market sucks you know and, and it's like it wasn't from a place of love because then she tried to clean it up with like when you get in do what you, you know what like wear the hooker lashes like you're doing so that's is that how you get down you know like i just felt the way i just felt the way i don't know what i felt but it was a way and i don't like that shit and it had hater vibes because it kind of came off what was more important than her hooker lashes okay was it came off like it wasn't like the industry. Well, or, or not, not the industry. Because what industry? I don't even know what she's in. Like she might work in government. That she has to with them fucking lashes. Because I don't see her working no high corporate job in them fucking la- I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Some industries, like I said, they, they, you can have neck tattoos. They don't give a fuck anymore. Um, which is like, so her point is now moot. So what's she talking about? The whole thing gave me the vibe that she, her, as the HR professional, She might not even be that part of HR. Like, I ain't gonna even, let me stop. I don't, I just did not like that shit. I don't like it. She gave off the vibe that she would be the main person that would judge you on your name. Like just, she would be that person. She can't wait to be the gatekeeper of her little fucking job, her little kingdom and keep you from making a little bit of money because you have a black name or uh she probably thinks a ghetto name why she's sitting up there with them damn thotty yottie fucking lashes on like how dare you bitch like and I, I that that's what rubbed me the wrong way like how fucking dare you and even if she didn't have on the thotty lashes it's like what kind of shit is that that is that that's you know what Whew it's so it's annoying because how you gonna act like that with your own people and you know it it, she's definitely that notion of all skin folks and kin folks because it's like bitch first off if I was in HR I don't really give a fuck what your name is it's more like you know what's on their resume um I've had positions where I had to like I was in HR like I've had positions where I had to be part of the hiring process for a team or whatnot and you know i didn't i really didn't look at names not because i'm like so or anything, but i was just like does this girl know how to do this do they know how to do that um like whatever right you know <laughs> that's more important to me than anything else if anything if i was actually in hr y'all would be like wow you interviewed a lot of black girls lately like or you know boys too i guess right like you've interviewed a lot of black kids like what's up with that like i don't i don't I hope you're not like engaging in favoritism. It's like, no, <laughs> that, that, that would be me because it's like, no, let me give little brother, little sis a chance to get up on this job and do what they need to do. I'm not saying I'll just hire any damn body, but I'm just saying like you, their resume, they got the shit, they got the goods. And I'm, I'm a huge, I, I would love to, I'm gonna get more into that in a second, but it's just that I wouldn't even be sitting up here like, oh, her name Keisha or her name, uh, or his name is like whatever I, I don't know whatever like black names I wouldn't even be into that but I would I probably would think something you I would think you're probably some like New England snob if you went by K Nicole Smith I'd be like who the fuck I wouldn't even think she's black and trying to conceal her black name I don't know what the fuck I would think it would just be weird because like nobody does like that's I don't know what the fuck like using the initials and maybe I should try it let me try it maybe I should be like Oh, but I don't have like a cute middle name. Like neither of my middle names are my name all the way across the board is like really feminine. My surname is, you know, I guess more white than not, but yeah, I don't think I can get away with that. I don't have a name where I can like play it off because it's still that it's either you're black or you're like some cutesy dumb girl so it's like you're losing on all sides so you might as well just be you and and pray to the lord that somebody give you a chance because your resume is bomb like i don't know i don't know i'm not an hr professional but i just just her her whole aura i was just like "Mm, i don't like you i need to burn some sage um so that was that i saw that right but today oh ooh, just andre leon eviction gets ugly insiders back ex Manolo Blahnik CEO <gasps> Ooh, I live for other people's drama I like my life to be boring but if your life is full of it it's great so okay now Andre Leon and Talley was editor editor at large for Vogue for I don't know how many years I don't know I don't have like numbers and facts and figures okay he's just been like he's a staple in in fashion like he he is a legend like you know like him or not he is a, he's he's there the gist of the story if you don't know or if you're not quite familiar like you know who he is but you don't know what the dirt is you know he worked all these years in fashion and he was a staple and now I don't know how old is he like seventy or some shit like he's old now right um. Yeah, like he basically Anna Winter cut him off at some point and um he did oh gosh, I didn't watch that. I actually didn't watch that because I was waiting for it to come on like Netflix or something for free and it, it hadn't or I missed it or something like that. But he had a documentary where he was just kind of like droning on about how he you know he worked all these years in the industry and like now nobody has like they're all paying him dust and Anna's supposed to be like his BFFFF and she won't text him back and it's like are you seriously admitting this right now like in public like please don't so what I do know from the documentary he's like in his house and stuff you know you know these fashion people a lot of these top fashion people they all have like a house. I think New Yorkers are like this, like they, they live, they want to live. And I'm sorry if you are a New Yorker, like the city to me is this nasty, dirty. Okay. I just, I don't know. I don't like it. Um, I'm not saying New York isn't great, but like, you know, people like work in a city. It's hard grind. It's dirty, but they, you know, the, the, a lot of the people that have been in the business for a long time, they get their house. I don't know up North or Jersey or wherever, like the suburbs and they have hydrangeas in the front yard and it's a peaceful, you know, retirement. Um, if you're in America, like whatever, right? Like, you know, so whatever he was filming, it was like in my head. Well, I was like, you know, um, I, cause I remember he was saying he was like broke. But I'm like, you know, at least you have your house. That's what I was thinking. Like, no matter what long as you have, like somewhere to lay your head, like, you know, I don't know, like I'll get into what I really felt, but that was the, the gist of it. Well, Apparently that house is not his fucking house. <gasps> I was like, what? I'm telling you, I literally laughed and not because of someone's downfall, but I was like laughing for like a solid 10 minutes because I couldn't get over. It was truly a clutching, because it's like Andre Leon Talley is, he just growing up, he was this caricature, but it, like larger than life, both physically and, 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 and figuratively. And, you know, it's just, if you loved him or not, it was this, you know, he's, you just don't be Andre Leon Talley and, you, you were getting evicted from your rental. Like, why do you have a rental? Like, what the fuck were you doing with your money? Like, I thought I was bad buying wine and shit and like skincare and like, what the fuck? Like, what were you doing with your life? (sighs) Wow. Wait, let me get to the part. Wait, hold on. Let me get to the gist of it. It's the New York Post. And I am definitely keeping up with this. So I guess maybe, um, Andre, like, wait, let me see. I think he definitely filed so he, uh, I can't, I can't read. I'm like, it's, I'm getting all keyed up again about it. It's like so juicy. Okay, the gist of it is um, he, okay. So he's like broke because Anna like cut him off and he probably dicked off his money over the years. I have a theory about that. I feel like he probably, well, he, and he, he had to have been paid well. And when I say well, better than I'm paid and you have to have a retirement. And I know like that world, you probably aren't, because let's say he was always considered freelance. So it's kind of like with the tax thing. If you don't, um, you know, set your shit up, you you know, you got to pay your taxes, not taking out your check. You just get paid. So I don't know the gist of it, of um, how he was compensated over the years, but it could very well have been that he, first off in fashion, if you work for, depending on where you work, you get like a clothing allowance um i'm pretty sure at vogue he was able to get whatever he wanted you know think about travel and that's where like most of his money would have probably went right car service travel i don't know how his security looked. i don't know what the threat level was for him but you know like you gotta have some security some assistance and things like that so you know those are things that could have very well been paid for by vogue or whoever you know whatever projects he was working on i think he did america's next top model at some point I, and like when you see that you're like oh that's just like a little yin yang around the house like you're not really you know it's chump change a side hustle um and yeah I ain't gonna go into that but um uh, you know like that's what you think you know so it, it could be very well that he had um a lot of things taken care of for him and it looked like he was living this fabulous well he was living this fabulous life but in reality he probably wasn't making a dollar over bus fare or he was probably doing a lot of shit for free. Um, I don't see him being that stupid. Like, what? But I, I do have that theory because I'm just kind of like, where's your money? What were you doing with it? He wears the fashions, but his stuff is like fucking caftans. Like, what? You can actually get some nice caftans made in Dubai and shipped out. And you're still like, you're not spending like a whole lot of money. Like, I don't know what's going on. But according to Andre, he was filing suit against um George and his husband what the fuck's his husband name? child don't know his husband's name but um they, it's their George and and, and um Tony they, they had a house okay George and Tony got a house and they probably got a gang of houses okay we, we're talking about again like when you're like at the top of fashion it's good fucking money um or it's better money than what we're making anybody's listening is better money than we're making let's say like a celebrity listening and it's like wow you know like comment and subscribe um but or if you need a personal assistant kim kardashian maybe she's listening wouldn't that be great like she like searches her name and she's like who's this random girl talking about me and then boom next thing you know i get a bbl and you're like i remember when she didn't have no booty it's like mind your fucking business anyway so He, um, um, they they loaned him. I mean, okay. So I have so many theories on this. This Is why I'm like all over the place. George and Tony has a home, have a home, and I'm pretty sure it's one of their many homes. To be honest with you, like if anything, maybe one out of three homes kind of thing. Like let's be modest, right? But it's one of their homes, and um, it's I don't know where in New York. I don't know anything. Like I don't know if it's necessarily because every it's like New York City and and everything's upstate, right? Um, but, um, you know, I'm thinking he hit rock, like you, how broke you gotta be that your friends gotta be like, Hey, you can stay in my house, but you gotta pay rent. Um, I don't know. That's just like, I just think about, I'm just thinking about this and it just had me laughing all morning, but they allowed him to stay in their home and charge him rent. And, um, I guess he has not, according to them now, okay. The the reality is they have not, okay, let me back up. Andre has filed suit in court I don't know what district court anything because I'm gonna look I'm going to keep up with this this is like the kind of carrying on I like um I'm gonna look at the case though for real but he he's um filing a claim that they are unfairly evicting him but it's his house or some shit like that so why would they be evicting him it's weird as fuck but, um, their lawyers are like, uh, uh-uh, uh, that ain't even what happened. We're going to file, you know, and that's what you do in, in law. Someone, you know, comes up with some shit and you're like, no bitch, you know, and you file a counterclaim and you have like an official statement within that counterclaim. Okay. So they haven't filed that. So it's not official. And also just not to be like all lawyerly. In a counterclaim, it says like, you full of shit because point A, you're full of shit because point B, you're full of shit because of point C. And we want the judge to do this, this, and this because of A, B, and C. And so that that's why I'm definitely keeping up. I need to know the Carfax report. Um, so yeah, no, Andre's saying that. And they're saying the word on the curb is that, you know, Andre's doing that because they're evicting him because he owes i thought i saw almost half a million dollars in rent unpaid rent and i'm like cheese and crackers now now mind you mind you it's not like he's renting like a quote-unquote luxury apartment in like dallas okay this is probably a home that is at least like, you know, $12,000 a month in, 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 um, the mortgage or what his, in his situation would be rent. So I don't know. I ain't got my calculator cut on right now, but that's give or take what, like two years worth of rent or some shit like that so um yeah he ain't paid no rent they say you got to go Andre's saying bitch this is my house and it's like okay you squatting now they're saying you know word on the curb he's you know filing the suit pretty much so he can get ahead of the story so he won't look like a bum ass and it's so bummy because it's like you're renting I thought This house that you had in your documentary, and it's like a it's a typical house that's befitting to someone retiring in the fashion industry. They live this hustle and bustle life very fast, and then they move upstate somewhere. And like I said, hydrangeas in the front yard. Cute, 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 right? Not cheap, but cute, cute, cute. You know, it's like you can't even afford that. Like, what the fuck? Like, I know he was saying in the in the previews, like, you know, like he's broke, but I'm like, you broke, broke, bitch you broke broke like I understand like broke like I have to go and sell like one of my fucking paintings I have to sell my wine collection like I understand that but how you broke broke (gasps) I'm just like I cannot believe it you're renting from your friends and then it says a lot like you know you're renting from them versus like you just stay in their house because it's one I'm sure it's one of many they're not putting them out uh but it's also funny too because I was thinking like what if they were like yeah you can stay there in one of our houses but like keep up the maintenance because it is a lot it's a it's a lot of maintenance if you have regular you know like i live in a cookie cutter house this cookie cutter as fuck but it's maintenance right you know the trees and the landscaping and shit and then god knows what the fuck else and you have to take the trash out all you know the bins have to sit a certain way and you got to take them in and so you know hoas i don't think he has an hoa probably but it's like maintenance to keep the house cute and keep the hydrangeas alive right And so I can see them because I'm thinking about how much he owes them, you know, like when did he stop paying you rent that he owes you this much? So it could be, you know, he owes you a couple years rent, which it sounds like that's generous as fuck that they let you slide that long because I don't know, actually, I've never been evicted. So I don't know how long I was thinking about a car and I never had a car repoed, but I know like if you don't pay your car note three months, they'll come and get your shit or something like they start like circling your house and stuff. Um. I never had that happen because I've seen a neighbor have that happen. And I was like, damn, you ain't gonna let them get the car seat out the car? Like, y'all fucked up. But, um, yeah, no, I I don't know what happens with evictions. I don't know when they actually put you out. I guess they would have to get, um, they would have to get a, an order to get you out at that point. Like, if you hadn't been paying, which I, I don't know. I guess maybe that's what they were going to do. They were going to file that and he got ahead of it. Um, but it looks bad. It does not look cute at all because it, <laughs> I don't know exactly how old he is. I want to say he's, like, in his early 70s. And it's like, you're renting. He's, like, the fabulous version of a Walmart greeter. Like, the people that do the greeting and and, and do the little take the pin and, like, swipe your uh, receipt to make sure you're not stealing and shit at Walmart. And it's not making fun of them or anything like that. But it's, like, you know, there's, I mean, there's probably a good portion of them that's doing it so they can get out the house because they're bored as fuck. But it's like you, you worked all these years, but you, for whatever reason, like you don't have retirement funds, you have to get out and work. Like that's bad. Like that's not a good look. And for someone like him, I can understand an average Walmart greeter because motherfuckers don't make good money. They have kids. You have to take second mortgages. You get divorced. You make bad deals, whatever. But how the fuck you've been, all we know about you is riding around in silk and, 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 and satins and, and talking with that accent and, and now you broke, like what the fuck happened, okay? Now, let me tell you why I'm not sympathetic for him. I am, because it's like, damn, that's, gosh, like, oof, it's very scary. It's a cautionary tale. Let me tell you why. Andre Leon Talley is not known for really helping And I say young black people because it's always someone, it could be young in actual age. It could be young in in the profession and in the industry. He's not known for helping young people. He's not known for that shit. And it's just kind of like, that's what you get. You know, you being petty and shit. And now all your little white friends, your white friends charging you rent. They don't even let you just stay in the damn house. You got to pay them rent. Anna can't call you back. Cause she didn't, she didn't deleted your number and got a new phone. Like it's, you know, and this is not, I don't have the sentiment. Like you shouldn't befriend white people or anything like that, but he's kind of known for not, you know, kind of looking out for himself and, um, and probably very, uh, you know, like the idea of being the only black man in the room, black person in the room you know, and, um, and it kind of, the reason why I'm talking about him is because this is what made me prompt, prompted this podcast. And for me to record the damn recording, by the way, I'm recording much earlier in the week than I normally record my podcast, but you know, it was just kind of like, you know, he should be able to, when you hear about this, right, you should be able to call upon somebody, $500,000 ain't shit. Who was it? It was, um, um, Slim Aaron's and he's white, so this might not apply. I think some That shit really does apply differently if you're white. I'm sorry if you are white and you're like, oh my God, don't make it about race. But it, it lots of stuff just be different sometimes. I'm sorry. But um, what's the story with Slim Aaron's? He wanted to get a house and he didn't. use a photographer and kind of the same thing. You're kind of flown around or you're spending a little bit of money just to get over here, take these photos and this and that. And you're not like, you're not actually rich. You just live La Dolce Vida, right? Well, he had to like piecemeal his down payment for his home with his wife. Like he had to piece that together so they can get a fucking house. He wasn't like balling out of control when he bought his home. And so that's how it should be. I mean, (laughs) it should be piecemealing your money together, right? No, but I mean, if you're short and you got all these fucking friends, you're supposed to be able to call on them. And they're supposed to be like, hey, we love you enough. Like, let's help you out. And I'm not saying we're not talking about moochers we're not talking about have friends you know you have to give to your friends because there was something else floating down the timeline where a girl was talking about her friend asked her for um for her to co-sign for her, her she asked her friend to co-sign for her and her husband to get a house. It's like co-sign, not like, hey bitch, can I have like a thousand dollars to help out with the down payment? We need that extra. Like, I mean, you don't have a thousand dollars. You're like, probably shouldn't be getting a house. But you know, not something like egregious like that. I'm not saying, you know, that's what friends are for. I'm not saying that at all. I have feelings about that particular situation. But I'm just saying, if you're like in a bind at 70 something years old, it should be like, hey, like we got you. And to be fair, I know a lot of people's sentiment with this thing with Andre Leon Talley and, and George and Tony is that, you know, they paid them dust because they made them pay rent. But I'm like, well, that's very generous that they because they could have just said, no, we don't get in those type of relations, relationships with our friends because shit like this. That's how I would have felt about it. I'd be like, no, I'd rather... <sighs> I don't know. I mean, if I had that kind of money, I'm I'm very generous, but I probably would do it under the, the notion that you probably aren't going to pay me back or you're going to flake off. Because if you're 70 years old and you ain't got nowhere to stay and you don't have no bounce back, you don't know how to go flip a dollar at this point. You know, it was like, what was you doing all these years? Like everybody knows how to throw some ass. Like, I don't know. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's very interesting. And it makes you wonder, because the notion also is that you know, he was coon cat and when you coon cat and when white people were done with you they are done with you. Right. And so that could be the thing, too. But it, it, it makes you wonder just because his temperament, his personality, you wonder if people like. Didn't really like him like behind the scenes, like to us, he's like this character. Right. But I wonder if he was like fucking unlikable as shit and maybe people put up with him because that was Anna's pet. And I hate to say it like that, but like, you know what I mean? Like he's in because Anna says he's in. And once she said he was out, because you can be like, you know, Anna says you're out, but like at our age, like again, that's what happened. Maybe you know, hey, yeah, you can come stay over here. Like we understand that's fucked up. We're not gonna go and cuss Anna out for you, but you know, hey, because she's still running Vogue and and whatnot, and has you know power moves and and every, but you, he didn't garner any power over this time where he he should not be living pillar to posts the point I don't give a fuck how it, it, it'll end up looking it should not be to post he should not be on his documentary tell me how broke he is he does this book and okay so when this all dropped I said you know what I never fucking got his um book I, I didn't watch the documentary yet I didn't you know and I wanted to see it I was excited about it there's just a lot of history there So anyways, all this is breaking about him being like El Broco. So I go on Audible because I have the fucking app on my phone because I was trying to, I have not listened to the Mariah Carey book. Um, Side note, you know, I I love the Mariah Carey and all that, but I don't know. I want the like celebrity biographies to be, um, to be narrated by them. You want to hear their voice, but it's like, you could tell everybody's reading and they're reading with their fucking finger. And I, I don't, I cannot. And it was just, I don't know. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. But anyway, so I, that's why I have the app on my phone. So I'm like, let me pull it up. Cause maybe I can listen to the book. And the idea was I was going to listen to the book because I know he said, I've read excerpts from the book and he says some shit that I was like, see, this is why you, the way you is. But, um, and I was going to listen to the book, but it's like nine hours. And I was like, okay, look. Like, I don't need nine hours of, like, audio reading to talk shit about you. So, anyways, I, but I was at the time just listening to the sample. And he said it in the fucking sample. He said, basically, first off he I don't know what the fuck he was talking about when the sample first started. A lot of word salad. And I don't like word salad. Yeah, that's coming from me, the person that talks too much. But, um, you know, you know how he is. He's extra and stuff. So, it's definitely, like, word salad with vinaigrette dressing. And he was, he was talking about Beyonce, I guess, um, I can't remember what the piece was now, he's done so many things over the years that a lot of stuff's like a blur, it doesn't stand out to me, but not in a bad way, but anyways, he was, he did something, I want I think I know what cover that was, Beyonce did, what the fuck, Beyonce did something, I don't know, you know, when she does something, it's like, whoa, world stops, um but he did something and then he like sent the piece to like all his friends and no one they all paid him dust and it could have been just flat out because Anna was like don't talk to that motherfucker but um it was like okay like he was just going out bad because he was you know telling us that he couldn't even get her to acknowledge him and whatever but set the point of the the sample the sample and I can't play it for you because I'm pretty sure it's copyright infringement and look I have to earn my three cents per episode okay so let's not do that he was trying to talk about like black excellence blah 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 word salad word salad and shit he said that he was so focused on himself moving ahead within his career that he didn't really notice anybody else anybody else meaning other black people other young black professionals coming up um in in the media and in editorial and in, in style and fashion whatever right he didn't notice he didn't notice them because he was busy you know picking which caftan he was gonna wear and um and that was the thing. See, that's what I'm talking about. He knows he ain't gave nobody no fucking time a day. So it's like now everybody else, like, I mean, what's it to say Beyonce just sends him some money and he got somewhere to stay? Who's to say she hasn't though? Or not her, her, but like, who's to say people haven't given him money? He's just bad with money. Like for real though. Like you never know with these kind of things. That's why I'm like, ooh, ooh, ooh. I want to know the two. But, you know, it's like, you're, you're so worried about your shit, and, and just like this, the, the, fucking lady with the lashes, you, you know, like, your shit just don't stink, and you just cool modi, and, you know, but I'm gonna tell you what you need to do, and this is how things are, and it's like, no, help him out, because you already know what you're up against, you, you know, you had to get up in there with them, them bat lashes, Andre Leon Talley had to get in there, uh, he was always like a bigger guy, I mean, he wasn't always like big, but he was always bigger. Like, I don't know how tall he is. I feel like he's like 6'10 or something. He's like tall. Um, but you know, big ass and black as fuck. Like not like, you know, uh, um, you know, um, palatable black, he was black, you know? And so, and came from nowhere, nothing. And I don't mean to say that to, to, to take him down, but just being in those spaces and white spaces, he came from fucking nothing. So he knew how hard it was for him and to you know get his little accent together and stuff and that's no shade but I'm just saying you know how hard it was for you and you ain't had no time to see another black person young, another young black person trying to get up in there and you know everybody at these fucking magazines half these and I don't want to call everybody bitches but these half these bitches it's like they they, they decided not to work in journalism or in fashion they would just be, they would still, they would be socialites, they come from good families, it's kind of expected you get, like, a light job, and I'm not saying journalism's light, but, you know, you go, and yeah, you go work at fucking, Vogue. you go intern at Vogue at, like, 15 and shit, and work the closets, and it's hard work schlepping clothes, which, side note, it is, like, the fucking hangers cut you and stuff, like, I don't even want to talk about it, it's trauma, but, you know, like, everybody that works in it is they don't have to work you know or they can afford to be an intern it's like so many levels to it and he knows what the fuck time it is and he came up at a time where you really had to fucking work your jelly and you ain't helped not there, negro but you want everybody to stop the world when you wrote something for Beyonce like she needed you to write something about her now I'm not trying to take away it's Andre Leon's Talley, you know and Beyonce is Beyonce but I'm just saying he's like what don't nobody care you ain't been caring about negroes and now you want everybody to stop and care about negroes because you need a damn bus pass like get the fuck out of here and that's why Anna Winter ain't fucking with you because she used you up she gotta to move to some fresh meat and he is old you know I, I think he still has value right but he's old and she trying to cling on to her shit because you know like whatever like they actually had a movement where people wanted to get her dethroned so she ain't got time to be hanging on to you and dusting you off she got shit to do okay because she what would Charlton Heston say you gotta bear that uh, peel that gun from his cold uh, dead hands or some shit like that that's how she feels about Vogue like she ain't got time for you you have you have your services are no longer Needed, need it okay and all your friends you know making you pay rent and now you want other people to feel bad for you and shit and it's like what what happened to your money word on the curb he was paid like under a million like seven hundred thousand annually to dash around with vogue and stuff and i'm not saying he didn't work but i'm just saying like that that's all he, that's what it appears he's dashing around being fabulous what happened to your fucking money dog like what are you talking about? Like, and now somebody's supposed to feel sad? Like you better start a GoFundMe and run a scam like Gorilla Glue Girl. Like, what do you think I'm supposed to do about that? So I don't feel bad for you. You know, how did you not? Like, you're so absorbed with yourself. Like, oh, your little. Oh, I don't even. Where where is my wine? Because it's starting to piss me the fuck off. There are just some people that get off on being the only negro in the room and being one of the good negroes and and they can't wait to you know be the gatekeeper and you know be the one and the only one and they want to talk down and say you know well (laughs) you know and it's like fuck you and the horse you rode in on like get the fuck out of here like you just can't you you were a hater your whole life you couldn't wait to hate on everybody else you know you're a fucking hater and now you want people to know and, and and but I just all this is really setting me off because I just feel like for me it's like and I'm, I mean I am philanthropic but I'm not like a bleeding heart like oh my god and like oh and positivity you guys see how I talk but I am somebody I like to be helpful I want to have the kind of money where I can say, okay, these kids are trying to do this. Like let's, and, and I say, I don't like kids, but like, they'll be the first ones to scam me out some money. You trying to go to science camp? Well, we going to science camp. Let me get my coinage together. Like I want to be able to help you. I want to be the plug to people and say, Hey, this is how you do this because like the motherfuckers be doing this. So you got to do this right here. Like I've always been that type of person. I always want to help people, even though I don't like most of them, but it's like, I I want and I want to help other Black people because shit be hard out here. It be hard out here for a pimp. Like that's for real. No no cap. No exaggeration. It's just it's hard. And so it's like you do have to piecemeal a lot of shit together. And so wherever you get your information, I want to be a good source of information for whatever the fuck it is. If I'm talking about wine, if I'm talking about fitness, if I'm talking about I don't know what the fuck. Like if you say I want to start a podcast, it's like okay. First off, bitch. Download this, like, I, like I want to help. So I don't see me being this person that gets in a space and has an actual platform or or, or works in fucking HR and it's like, well, your name's JoKeisha, so I can't. I'm I'm judging you. No, like, I'm not judging JoKeisha. I'm gonna get JoKeisha in here and say, look, this is how you gonna get your shit together. So you can, you know, you're gonna you're gonna do this, and then this is this company. I probably, you know, you gotta be careful. You can't just be like, this company ain't shit. You gotta peep people out. Some people all skin folk and kin folk. some people throw you under the bus but I want to be the type of person like you know work here then do this talk to that person and you're gonna go over here and then when this come around I'm gonna let you know that this coming up so you can apply for you know what I mean like I want to be that person there's no way I would be like sitting up here doing no fucking HR video like if your name is ghetto you know you better use your hopefully your middle name's not ghetto too because I don't know what to tell you like how fucking with them goddamn lashes on that bitch pissed me the fuck off and I'm really on telly, He should have had all kind of black children up in there, up in vogue. And it should have been got rid of him because she should have been like, oh, we are our Negro capacity. There's no fucking way this his 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 legacy should not be he didn't put black people on like, I'm just so I'm just (sighs) wine, wine, wine. This is why I drink. This is why I drink. It pisses me the fuck off. (sighs) I don't want to rant too long because, you know, I will. It's getting hot in here. I don't want to get up to open a window. It's getting dark because it's evening time, but I am gonna cook. I'm not gonna have this wine with what I'm cooking, but I am going to cook. <laughs> Whew. I just feel away. I just feel away about people like that's hater spirit, and then you want to turn around and like try to g- um, garner sympathy you evicted in your fucking 70s you done pissed off all your white friends and then you just fumbling the fucking bag left and right i don't have sympathy for that i'm trying to get my own see see how it looks i'm trying to get my own shit together it looks fucked up don't it now, i ain't gonna donate to his GoFundMe. he does not have a GoFundMe me yet but if he did oh my god oh my god I would, you know what he should do he should sell some of his wares he has some nice stuff in the background and some of the clips i saw for his movie his documentary i would buy them you know because i like tchotchkes and whatnot but um let me go let me go because it's already been like an hour of me talking and um i'm not gonna i'm i'm not i'm probably gonna watch a documentary I'm, I'm more of a visual person i can't do the audio big. like i can't listen i i start daydreaming and shit anyways <sighs> thank you for listening my name is asia like the continent and these are musings of a wino. <laughs> uh you can catch me on instagram at asia.alexander and on there in my bio you can click on the leak tree and you have access to many things that i do like my youtube channel that's dead or uh, i do virtual wine tastings not that is not dead that is like full alive and kicking but i do do virtual wine tasting so i'm excited about that through kuife wine so hit me up there either way i will check you next time and i think that's it that's it all right bye